Good morning. Today is Friday, March 11th, 2022. This week's Torah portion, the Parsha of Vayikra, the beginning of the third book of the Torah, Vayikra. The word Vayikra, Vayikra el Moshe, God called to Moshe, Vayikra, and he called. The word is written in the Torah scroll. The last letter is an Aleph, Vav, Yud, Kuf, Resh, Aleph. That's the Hebrew letters. Last letter is an Aleph. The Aleph is a miniature letter. It's a mini Aleph. It's written that way in every Torah scroll and in many printed Chumashim, many copies of the Torah, will also print that Aleph smaller than all the other letters. If you wonder yourself, what happened? Are they trying to save on ink or something? No, there's a reason that the Aleph is smaller. Why is the Aleph smaller? So there's a famous answer. It's mentioned by the Balhaturim and others. And it goes like this. There is a difference between the word Vayikra and God called versus Vayikar. The same word, but without the Aleph at the end. Now, it means the same thing, but there is a slight difference in the implication. Vayikra is when you call to someone, it's official, it's formal. You sent an email in advance saying, I'm going to call you at this time. Vayikar implies coincidence, happenstance. I just happened to see you. I just happened to call out of the blue. Not something that was planned, not something that was that was uh, thought through, not something that was organized, just Vayikar. I just happened to be in the neighborhood and thought I would call. And the difference, explains the Balaturim, is that when God spoke to Moshe, God had tremendous respect for Moshe. And when God spoke to Moshe, it was Vayikra. It was a formal address recognizing the stature of Moshe Rabbeinu. But Moshe, we know, was the most humble of all people. And Moshe did not want God to refer to him with this word Vayikra. Moshe would have preferred if the Torah would have said Vayikar, as if to say God happened to speak to Moshe. He happened to be there. He happened to speak, belittling or lowering his own esteem. So, God, of course, wrote the Torah. It's not up to Moshe. But God wanted to respect Moshe's sensitivity and demonstrate his amazing humility. So, God said to Moshe, write down the word Vayikra with an Aleph, but make the Aleph smaller to allude to your wish for humility, and for humbleness. Okay. That's the Balaturim, a famous answer. That's why the Aleph is small. I want to share with you a different approach that I heard from Rabbi J.J. Schachter. You know, we all face crises in life. Right now, we are facing unprecedented crises, two years of COVID, what's happening in Ukraine. 
Each of us in our own personal lives is going through things maybe no one else even knows about. And so we struggle. And if we are honest, we struggle with God. We believe in God, but sometimes we don't understand. Just like in Shushan. That's precisely what the Purim story is about. I alluded to this last night. The Jews of Shushan and the rest of the world, they just didn't understand. They thought that they were living peacefully, comfortably, and all of a sudden this fellow Haman convinces Ahasuerus to pass legislation that every single Jewish person in 127 countries is going to be wiped out. They just didn't understand what's happening. Why is this happening? And the, the Megillah phrases it so eloquently. The Megillah tells us when Esther, the Queen Esther heard this decree, that word, which means she was confused. She was in chaos. She, she didn't understand. It was, and, and, just think about the sound of that word in addition to the meaning, but it's a word that the sound of saying it conveys this chaos, this confusion, this what's going on? How is this happening to me? And so on the one hand, there are moments in our lives when we feel God is calling to us formally. with love and a desire for closeness. And there are moments when we feel the full presence of God and we want to feel it. And if we're standing at the Kotel Davening or we have a friend or a loved one who recovers from a serious illness or the birth of a child or to see the outpouring of help for refugees, we feel, we sense God's presence. And then there are other moments that we don't experience them as Vayikra. We experience Vayikar. It's like that Aleph is not there. It's like everything is out of control. A children's hospital is bombed in Ukraine? That's not Vayikra. So in the Torah, we write the word Vayikra with an Aleph, but we write the Aleph small because we're struggling. We're struggling through life with Vayikra versus Vayikar. God is here. God doesn't appear to be here. Things are in control. Things are not in control. And we go back and forth. And we go up and down. And that Aleph in our lives gets larger sometimes. And then it gets smaller. The size of that Aleph, that's our Avodah. That is our burden, our work. 
to try, no matter what is happening to us or what's going on in the world, to try to elevate, to enhance, to increase the size of that olive, to see God, to trust God, even when we don't see God. But at the same time, we have to be genuine. We have to be authentic. We have to be honest with ourselves and others. And the olive in our lives gets larger and it gets smaller. It goes up, it goes down, back and forth. And by writing a small olive, we validate our fears and the fears of others. And that's okay sometimes to be afraid. It's okay sometimes to be uncertain, to be worried. But we still hold on to that olive, even if it's small. And we do everything that we can to try to enhance it, to try to increase it. But with this small olive, we remember that we need to display our own vulnerability are struggling, but at the same time, we must not let doubt and uncertainty overtake us, God forbid. This duality is normal. Sometimes the olive is larger and sometimes the olive is smaller. That's part of life. We should expect it. We should accommodate to it. And somehow we have to learn to live with it. I heard this story from Rabbi Biederman. I've never seen this story anywhere else. I cannot attest to its authenticity, but Rabbi Biederman said it. And it's a great story. You know, the Rambam, Maimonides, lived almost a thousand years ago in Egypt. He was the doctor to the sultan of Egypt, a very high and prestigious position, in addition to being the leader, the Jewish leader of his community. Now, there was another doctor who was jealous of the Rambam, and he wanted that position as physician to the sultan. So he came to the sultan and he said, you know, you should pick the best doctor. And the sultan said, I agree. Yes, I should. So this other doctor said to the Sultan, let's do a test between me and the Rambam. We will each prepare a poison for the other to drink. And whoever can heal themselves from the poison and survive will be your doctor. And the Sultan agreed. So the Rambam and this other doctor prepared their drink. And the Rambam was told to drink first. And he did. And due to the Rambam's medical expertise, and I'm sure also due to the Rambam's spiritual greatness and prayers, the Rambam was unharmed by this poison. And then he gave the drink to the other doctor. The other doctor drank and nothing happened. He felt fine. But he couldn't understand because in his heart he knew that the Rambam was a greater expert than he was. 
Why don't I feel anything? Why is it having no effect on me? Perhaps the Rambam fiendishly planned this and something that I'm going to do will trigger it. Maybe if I eat a banana or maybe if I get tired or maybe if I walk a long distance, maybe something that I do or something that I don't do will trigger it. And he became so worried and he became so anxious that whatever he would do or would not do might kill him on the spot. A week later, he died. The Rambam was reappointed by the Sultan as his physician. But the Sultan said to him, You must tell me, what poison did you give to that doctor that he was not able to heal himself? The Rambam said to the Sultan, he said, Sultan, I would never give poison to any living creature. I gave the doctor a simple cup of water, nothing else. The water did not kill him. It was his worrying, his anxiety that took his life. We see this happening all around us and maybe Rahmana Litzlan, God forbid, even happening to us. And so we need to balance that Aleph. We need to expect those doubts and fears, those moments of distance and silence. But we must not let them overwhelm us. We have to hold on to that olive, even if it's small, in order to nurture it, to grow larger. This past Tuesday, I saw on the news a young woman in Ukraine. She was interviewed. She's alone in Kiev with two children. And it was International Women's Day. And this woman was on TV, on being filmed, and she was holding her baby, and she was smiling. And the reporter asked her, how can you possibly be smiling with what's going on all around you, with the danger that you face, with what's happening to you and everyone you know and love? How can you possibly be smiling? And she said, you know, other people ask me the same question. I'll tell you why I'm smiling. Today, she said, is International Women's Day. And the Ukrainian authorities brought baskets of yellow and blue tulips to every woman in our area. And she shows the flowers and they are beautiful flowers. And she says, these flowers are beautiful. The people, Ukrainian officials, they care about us. First of all, can you imagine in the midst of what's going on that this past Tuesday, flowers, tulips were delivered to women's homes in Kiev? And she says, the flowers are beautiful. People care about me and my baby is beautiful. And the only way I can survive is to smile.
I don't even know if she is still alive. But I am certain that that is the force that she and all of us need in our lives. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a beautiful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.